Welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg, and thanks for joining us for another episode. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. And we'll begin our time together today with a reading from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Paul writes, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hello there, everybody. I'd like to begin with a question today. If I handed you a box of pencils and asked you to draw a picture of love, what would that picture look like? What if I asked for a picture that showed truth? Drawing a concept like love or truth would be pretty challenging, I think. Drawing something like a car or a light bulb would probably be a lot easier. The funny thing about things like love, joy, and faithfulness is that we can't really see them directly. In one sense, they are abstract concepts, but that doesn't mean that they're not real. We may not be able to see them concretely like a coffee mug or a bar of soap. They're more like the wind. We can't see them directly, but we can see their impact in the world around us. Every act of kindness, every promise that a friend keeps, every truthful word spoken gently into the life of another person expresses these concepts concretely in our lives. We know that these things exist because I hope that most of us have experienced them at some point in our lives. Hopefully, most of us can recognize these things when we see them at work, but they can be hard to describe, let alone draw. Today, we are reminded that while these positive qualities definitely do exist, their darker counterparts also exist. The Apostle Paul concludes his letter to the Christians in Ephesus by cautioning them to be aware of what he calls spiritual forces of evil. Paul uses very vivid language to describe faithful Christians engaged in a battle against powers of spiritual darkness. He paints a picture in which the existence of evil is undeniable. 
Not only that, but these forces of darkness are on the prowl, eager to inflict injury upon genuine people of faith. Paul uses the metaphor of a soldier's armor to encourage his listeners to protect themselves against these negative spiritual forces. Paul tells his readers that we should clothe ourselves in virtues like truth, righteousness, peace, and faith to protect ourselves from anything that is not of God. Just as good communication is an important part of a healthy relationship, Paul also assures us that prayer and knowledge of Scripture are an essential part of growing our relationship with Christ. But what does all this mean to us practically today? How are we to make sense of all this talk about spiritual forces and the breastplate of righteousness? The first thing that Paul does in this passage is to acknowledge the reality of evil in the world. He writes openly about something that makes many of us uncomfortable. And Paul's letters are not the only place in the New Testament that refers to the existence of evil in the world. The Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles include several accounts in which either Jesus or one of the disciples cast demons out of people. In our day, I think you and I might be more familiar with a different kind of evil at work in the world. Things like racism, classism, and hatred are all evils that are very much alive in our own day and probably very much more familiar to us. In short, we can see evil at work whenever we see anything that breaks down the relationship between God and ourselves or between ourselves and other people. The second thing that Paul does in this text is to advise his readers how to counter the effects of these evils. He talks about putting on God-given virtues as if they were protective clothing. Seek out virtues like peace, faithfulness, and truth. These are the qualities that we need to nurture and to nourish in our lives and in the lives of those around us. One Bible translation puts it like this. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. We are to wrap ourselves in these virtues, making them a part of our everyday lives. Soak in them so that they might permeate the flavor of our whole lives. Paul admits that this is not a flesh and blood battle. Rather, he invites his readers to allow the things of God to so profoundly change our lives that every encounter becomes infused with compassion, mercy, gentleness, and kindness. This is how Paul was able to fight this battle and yet remained chained in a Roman prison. Having acknowledged the presence of evil in the world and the tools that are at our disposal, Paul's letter contains a third important element. We do not fight this battle on our own terms or in our own strength. If we rely on our own innate strengths, if we try to get by on the sheer power of our own niceness, then we are doomed to fail. 
Instead, we need to rely on the power of God working in us and through us so that we can respond from a place of God's compassion and care. New Testament scholar Richard Carlson described Paul's advice like this. The equipment to be utilized are not instruments of destruction, but gear which builds up the community and equips the saints for ministry. To fasten the belt of truth involves speaking the truth in love as a part of our growth into Christ. Putting on the breastplate of righteousness recalls our new self was created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Taking the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation evokes how we have been saved by grace through faith, not as our human action, but through the action of God. We begin to see that fighting the battle that Paul describes has less to do with destroying an enemy in the traditional sense. Rather, we become victorious when we use the tools that help us grow into the people that God calls us and equips us to be. We extinguish what Paul describes as the forces of darkness by reflecting and magnifying the light of God's love in our lives and in the lives of others. Paul's words are reminiscent of Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. We begin to see that we overcome the darkness not with brute strength or with crafty tactics, but by shining the light of God's compassion in the world. It's through becoming agents of God's compassion and mercy that we can truly change the world. Let's pray. Almighty and everlasting God, by your Spirit the whole body of the Church is governed and sanctified. Hear the prayer we offer for all your faithful people that in the ministry to which you have called us, we may serve you in holiness and truth through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.